0: Chapter Thirty Seven, Thirty Eight, and Thirty Nine of Don Quixote, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by David Shep. Don Quixote, Volume Two by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra. Translated by John Ormsby. Chapter Thirty Seven. wherein is continued the notable adventure of the distressed Duena. The Duke and Duchess were extremely glad to see how readily Don Quixote fell in with their scheme, but at the moment Sancho observed, I hope the Senora Duena won't be putting any difficulties in the way of the promise of my government, for I have heard a Toledo apothecary, who talked like a goldfinch, say that where Duenas are mixed up, nothing good could happen god bless me how he hated them that same apothecary and so what i'm thinking is if all duenas of whatever sort or condition they may be are plagues and busybodies what must they be that are distressed like this countess three skirts or three tails for in my country skirts or tails tails or skirts it's all one hush friend sancho said don quixote since this lady duenna comes in quest of me from such a distant land she cannot be one of those the apothecary meant moreover this is a countess and when countesses serve as duenas it is in the service of queens and empresses for in their own houses they are mistresses paramount and have other duenas to wait on them to this Dona rodriguez who was present made answer my lady the duchess has duenas in her service that might be countesses, if it were the will of fortune but laws go as kings like let nobody speak ill of duenna's above all of ancient maiden ones for though i am not one myself i know and am aware of the advantage a maiden duenna has over one that is a widow but he who clipped us has kept the scissors for all that said sancho there is so much to be clipped about Duenna's. so my barber said that it will be better not to stir the rice even though it sticks these squires returned donna rodriguez are always enemies and as they are the haunting spirits of the antechamber and watch us at every step whenever they are not saying their prayers and that's often enough they spend their time in tattling about us digging up our bones and burying our good name but I can tell these walking blocks that we will live in spite of them, and in great houses too, though we die of hunger and cover our flesh, be it delicate or not, with widow's weeds, as one covers or hides a dunghill on procession day. By my faith, if it were permitted me, and time allowed, I could prove, not only to those here present, but to all the world, that there is no virtue that is not to be found in a duenna i have no doubt said the duchess that my good dona rodriguez is right and very much so but she had better bide her time for fighting her own battle and that of the rest of the duenas so as to crush the calumny of the vile apothecary and root out the prejudice in the great sancho panza's mind to which sancho replied ever since i have sniffed the governorship i have got rid of the humours of a squire and i don't care a wild fig for all the duenas in the world they would have carried on this duenna dispute further, had they not heard the notes of the fife and drums once more from which they concluded that the distressed duenna was making her entrance. The duchess asked the duke if it would be proper to go out to receive her, as she was a countess and a person of rank. "'In respect of her being a countess,' said Sancho, before the duke could reply, "'I am for your highness going out to receive her, but in respect of her being a duenna. It is my opinion you should not stir a step. "'Who bade thee meddle in this, Sancho?' said Don Quixote. "'Who, senor?' said Sancho. "'I meddle, for I have a right to meddle. "'As a squire who has learned the rules of courtesy "'in the school of your worship, "'the most courteous and best-bred knight "'in the whole world of courtliness, "'and in these things, as I have heard your worship say, "'as much is lost by a card too many "'as by a card too few. "'And to one who has his ears open,' few words. Sancho is right, said the duke. We'll see what the countess is like, and by that measure the courtesy that is due to her. And now the drums and the fife made their entrance as before, and here the author brought his sort of chapter to an end, and began the next following up the same adventure, which is one of the most notable in the history. Chapter 38. Wherein is told the distressed Duenna's tale of her misfortunes following the melancholy musicians there filled into the garden as many as twelve duenas in two lines all dressed in ample mourning robes apparently of milled serge with hoods of fine white gauze so long that they allowed only the border of the robe to be seen behind them came the countess Trafaldi, the squire Trafalden of the white beard leading her by the hand clad in the finest unnapped black baize such that had it a nap every tuft would have shone as big as the marto's chickpea the tail, or skirt, or whatever it might be called, ended in three points, which were borne up by the hands of the three pages, likewise dressed in mourning, forming an elegant geometrical figure with the three acute angles made by the three points, from which all who saw the peaked skirt concluded that it must be because of it the countess was called Trafaldi, as though it were countess of the three skirts, and Bengali says it was so and that by her right name she was called the countess lubona because wolves bred in great numbers in her country and if instead of wolves they had been foxes she would have been called the countess Zerona, as it was the custom in those parts for lords to take distinctive titles from the thing or things most abundant in their dominions this countess however in honour of the new fashion of her skirt dropped lubona and took up Trafaldi the twelve duenas and the lady came on at procession pace their faces being covered with black veils not transparent ones like trafalden's but so close that they allowed nothing to be seen through them as soon as the band of duenas was fully in sight the duke the duchess and don quixote stood up as well as all who were watching the slow-moving procession the twelve duenas halted and formed a lane along which the distressed one advanced Trafaldan still holding her hand On seeing this, the Duke, the Duchess, and Don Quixote went some twelve paces forward to meet her. She then, kneeling on the ground, said in a voice hoarse and rough, rather than fine and delicate, May it please your Highness not to offer such courtesies to your servant. I should say to this your handmaid, for I am in such distress that I shall never be able to make a proper return, because my strange and unparalleled misfortune has carried off my wits, and I know not whither. But it must be a long way off for the more i look for them the less i find them he would be wanting in wit signora countess said the duke who did not perceive your worth by your person for at a glance it may be seen it deserves all the cream of courtesy and flower of polite usage and raising her up by the hand he led her to the seat beside the duchess who likewise received her in greater vanity don quixote remained silent while sancho was dying to see the features of Trafaldi and one or two of the many other duenas but there was no possibility of it until they themselves displayed them of their own accord and free will all kept still waiting to see who would break the silence which the distressed duena did in these words i am confident most mighty lord most fair lady and most discreet company that my most miserable misery will be accorded a reception no less dispassionate than generous and condolent in your most valiant bosoms for it is one that is enough to melt marble soften diamonds and mollify the steel of the most hardened hearts in the world but ere it is proclaimed to your hearing not to say your ears i would fain be enlightened whether there be present in the society circle or company that night emasculinismus don quixote de la and his squirissimus panza the panza is here said sancho before anyone could reply and don quixotissimus too and so most distressed duenissima you may say what you willissimus for we are all readyissimus to do your yours civissimus. on this don quixote rose and addressing the distressed duena said if your sorrows afflicted lady can indulge in any hope of relief from the valor or might of any knight-errant here are mine, which, feeble and limited though they be, shall be entirely devoted to your service. I am Don Quixote of La Mancha, whose calling it is to give aid to the needy of all sorts, and that being so, it is not necessary for you, Signora, to make any appeal to benevolence, or deal in preambles, only to tell your woes plainly and straightforwardly, for you have hearers that will know how, if not to remedy them, to sympathize with them on hearing this the distressed duenna made as though she would throw herself at don quixote's feet and actually did fall before them and said as she strove to embrace them before these feet and legs i cast myself o unconquered knight as before that they are the foundations and pillars of knight-errantry these feet i desire to kiss for upon their steps hangs and depends the sole remedy of my misfortune o oh, valorous errant whose veritable achievements leave behind and eclipse the fabulous ones of the amandites esplandians and balandices then turning to panza and grasping his hands she said o oh, thou most loyal squire that ever served knight-errant in his present age or ages past whose goodness is more extensive than the beard of Trafalden, my companion here of present well mayest thou boast thyself that in serving the great don quixote thou art serving summed up in one the whole host of knights that have ever borne arms in the world i conjure thee by what thou owest to thy most loyal goodness that thou wilt become my kind intercessor with thy master that he speedily give aid to this most humble and most unfortunate countess to this sancho made answer as to my goodness signora being as long and as great as your squire's beard, it matters very little to me. May I have my soul well bearded and mustached when it comes to quit this life, that's the point. About beards here below I care little or nothing, but without all these blandishments and prayers I will beg my master, for I know he loves me, and besides he has need of me just now for a certain business, to help and aid your worship as far as he can unpack your woes and lay them before us and leave us to deal with them for we will be all of one mind the duke and duchess as it was they who made the experiment of this adventure were ready to burst with laughter at all this and between themselves they commended the clever acting of the trafaldi who returning to her seat said Queen Donna Magnucia reigned over the famous kingdom of candy which lies between the great Tropobana and the southern sea, two leagues beyond Cape Camorin. She was the widow of King Archipella, her lord and husband, and of their marriage they had issue, the Princess Antomasia, heiress to the kingdom, which Princess Antomasia was reared and brought up under my care and direction. I, being the oldest and highest in rank of her mother's duennas time passed and the young entomasia reached the age of fourteen and such a perfection of beauty that nature could not raise it higher then it must not be supposed her intelligence was childish she was as intelligent as she was fair and she was fairer than all the world and is so still unless the envious fates and hard-hearted sisters three have cut for her the thread of life but that they have not for heaven will not suffer